We're live. We're live. No, we're not live. We're recording. Eventually, maybe we go live. But uh, special podcast for this episode. We gotta have a podcast after the first game. A podcast after the first game. We go live. That'd be crazy. Right after the first game. That like, bitch would be take the pads off. Come room. down to the studio. Yeah, like Draymond. Just like, yeah, like literally, sick. just like Draymond. That that'd, that'd be, be kind of sick. sick. I can't lie. But for this episode of Division One Rejects, episode seventy-one, prestigious number seventy-one, I'm recording this on uh, August first. It's camp season, fellas. So in a week here, we get started. But um, our guest today already said more words than Hunter Denton when he came on the podcast, yep. and we're Mark about thirty seconds in. Coach Branshaw, how we doing, Coach? Good Sorry, to have you. Coach. Good to have you, Coach. Appreciate you guys. You said this is number 71? This is number 71. Is that a sentimental number to you? Or? No, I was thinking you should have got Coach Jerson on this one. Z71 there. That was his number? That was his number really? in, the, in the CFL. I, yeah, I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't really know that, actually. We do got to get Coach on here, man. He'd be funny. I guess now that we are an, an explicit podcast, we could, <laughs> we could actually on. swing that. Yeah. yeah, He could. Come he would definitely have some stories for us. You know, I asked him if I can mic him up uh, this fall. What'd he say? And no. he's, he's, he's like... He said you might have to give him a little bit of time in advance just so he could prepare his mind to censor himself. But well, he knows you can edit stuff out. Like he does, but I mean, you know, he's the so whole gonna, the yeah. whole episode is going. It's got to be yeah. It's got to be it's got to be usable. So um, otherwise, on this on this podcast, we'll talk to uh, Coach Branch here in uh, in a second. But um, other stuff we'll be covering, fellas. The ruling is out on Deshaun Watson, and. It's a pretty controversial one, depending on, you know, what side you sit on. We'll talk a lot about that. That's kind of been the big news today from, I think, Schefter reported at first, of course, that absolute bum. Um, and otherwise, Debo Samuel, he finally got a deal done in San Francisco, and he is the last of this wide receiver group that we've seen to finally get that deal done. We saw A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin, D.K. Metcalf, and then finally Debo. Hunter um, Renfro. Hunter Renfro. I guess you could throw him in that category. Is it the same amount, like the same, same money? Same amount? draft class. Yeah, but I'm talking like... Yeah, he got a bag, bro. Yeah, he got paid. Like 60 mil. Yeah. I did not know that. 50 mil. I guess I didn't realize it was that much. I mean, he deserves it. He's been really good out in Las Vegas. But um, otherwise, like I said, Debo Samuel. But as always, you can watch this episode on YouTube if you are watching. Don't forget the little red bar on the bottom of the screen, the timestamps. If you want to fast forward past the conversation with this guy, go right by it. Right? But I think I think they should stick around for it, huh? Yeah, they might as well. You got me, <laughs> you got me staying up past my bedtime. <laughs> But uh, otherwise, use those timestamps to get to any of those topics. You can listen pretty much anywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. Follow us on Twitter at D1 underscore Rejects and on Instagram at Division One Rejects to see highlights from the show. We're getting busy on TikTok, too. We got two of them right now. We need to. We have like 15 followers on TikTok. We need to get that up. But uh, all it takes is one. All it, literally. All it, it literally. One. all it takes is one. But we need more than two Yep, is kind of what I'm thinking here. But we'll get there eventually. Um. But not to belabor the point, joining us today, man who played here at Northern. He started his own gym in Marquette. Now he's back to working with NMU athletes as our head strength conditioning coach here at Northern Michigan. The lead instigator himself, <laughs> Coach Branch. What's going on? Hey, not too much, man. No, I appreciate you having me on. I appreciate you coming on. It's good, to, it's good to have people in person, even though I can only see your eyes. I got this monitor placed in such a, in such a way, but it is what it is. It's nice to have people here in person. We had Chewy on here. Did he you? was sitting in that spot a couple weeks ago. It was he's a good a conversation. Taller. He is, and he, and he was, he got, he makes himself at home quickly, like very quickly. <laughs> you were there for that tie, weren't you? Yeah. Oh, my bad. He got you with the water. Socks off. He was, just, he was like, he was super comfortable. I did see that. He had the dogs out. The dogs. Stayed, he stayed the whole podcast. He, he was just chilling. Yeah, and if you on the dogs out topic, you'll notice, for those of you watching on YouTube, we got the fourth camera set up over here, and now I got to put the dogs away because the dogs are now visible on the fourth camera. I, I'm not usually That's a crucial. socks guy in the studio. 
But man, I cannot be. Th- I can't be. I can't be letting them loose anymore. Yeah, I hate having my feet out out here, dude. It's like embarrassing. <laughs> hey, funny topic about that. You remember the first time that I? I think I might have talked to you about it. When Jimmy's when Jimmy's feet were here. Yeah, he had one sock. I think one hole was <laughs> yes. popped out. He, Coach Brush was like, "What was Jimmy wearing last <laughs> night?" I'm like, "What you mean?" He's like, "His socks." He's like, "One was like." Perfect, and then the other was like dingy and holy, and it was just bad. Oh, he had the big toe out of the front. Yeah, yeah, the I best part that. is they were different lengths. One of them was like an one ankle was sock, and one was a half calf. I'm like, I don't know. That's Jimmy. <laughs> and then he came into the gym the next morning with uh, some type of pajama pants. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy's the man. He was he was pissed he couldn't be here tonight, but um, you know it is what it is. We all we all kind of rotate. I say we all, not me. I feel like we better without y'all. Damn, I'm just playing. You don't mean that, he, bro. He you gonna get so mad at me for that. <laughs> Like, he going to hear this, pause it, and then run. That's, that's fucked up, bro. We'll get a voice memo to yeah. about a couple of, when it gets uploaded. It's Ty, bro. That's just. We probably already got one. <laughs> yeah, he probably, he done found a way to live stream it. <laughs> <laughs> he got us tapped. But, oh my gosh. But uh, let's, let's talk about you. Um, and I guess more specifically before you. I think I had heard, like, before you came into being the strength coach at Northern, they went through, was it four or five strength coaches in almost back-to-back years? It was something absurd. No, I think it might have been about five. Yeah. It was. So what the hell took them so long? Basically, my first, that was my first question for you. Like, it feels like as someone, I've only been here, and I'll go into year three, but as someone who knows that you've been around and you've been doing this, you've been about this training pretty high-level athletes, what the hell took them so long? Yeah, I guess I'm not really sure. I think they wanted to see a little bit more. Um, you know, a little bit more out of me, I guess. I don't know. I'm not really sure. I can't speak on that. But, um, you know, I guess a little backtrack. You know, once I played here, I graduated in 2010. Um, you know, I'm not sure if you guys know the story or not. But, uh, you know, I tried to play at the next level. And, um, you know, obviously I didn't make it. And, and one of the things that they always said was, you know, you know, you're a great receiver, but your speed isn't there. So that was kind of like my driving force into kind of getting in the strength conditioning world because, you know, nobody around here could help me get faster. Um, so I had to kind of like outsource and, and really dive into my craft. You know what I mean? And that's kind of where I, I fell into Joe DeFranco and, you know, uh, Pete Bomarito and all these other uh, strength coaches. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, that's kind of where I would, I would hit them up and nothing happened. It was kind of like crickets. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, the first person that actually responded to me was Westside Barbell, uh, Louis Simmons. And that's kind of where the conjugate system goes into gotcha, our training. Yeah. Um, yeah, so now you're one of, not to cut you off, but you're one of the only Westside Barbell um, accredited gyms in the state, correct? Yep. yep. Yeah. And uh, we're like one of eight in the country now. Obviously, with Louis Passon, um, I was actually going to be on his podcast in February, and that didn't, that didn't, that didn't happen. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, kind of get back to my point, you know, one of the biggest things was, you know, figuring out how to get guys stronger and more explosive. And, you know, for myself, I wanted to figure it out for myself, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, if, if I ran a little bit faster, who knows? Maybe I wouldn't be here right now. But yeah. uh, that's not the case. And so basically it kind of drove me to, you know, try to help other guys get to that next level. So obviously I think some of you guys might know Coach Daniels, Jace Daniels. Mm-hmm. For sure. um, you know, him and Zach Anderson, those are my first guys that I got to train over at Advantage. Um, and at that time I didn't own, I didn't own Advantage at that time. I worked, uh, you know, for a guy that, that had owned it. And I kind of took over the sports training realm. Um, and that's kind of where he wanted to work more adults. I wanted to, to switch gears and make it more – of a warehouse vibe, kind of like go with that, you know, the turf inside of it, the, the blue collar field, the industrial vibe, right? Yeah. Kind of what you see at Edge today. So, um, you know, we had two different visions. And, um, you know, the biggest thing for me was I wanted to figure out how to get these guys faster and stronger and help people get to the next level. My first class was Jace Daniels and Zach Anderson. And uh, those are the first two guys out of Northern 
that ended up making it in a long time um, to the NFL. Jason ended up on the practice squad um, with the Tampa Bay Bucks, and then Zach Anderson ended up being with the Browns in the rookie minicamp, and then he ended up getting cut, going to Winnipeg, and he ended up dominating out there. So I think That's he ended awesome. up with like six sacks in his first year. But, you know, the crazy part was putting that conjugate system into play, um, and, and, and Zach ended up being like 268 pounds, jumping 38 inches and running to 458. What the hell? Crazy. What know? the hell? Crazy numbers. So that I tried getting into Northern then. I, tried, I, applied, to get, I applied to Northern. Um, things didn't work out for whatever reason. I think they thought it was just too young. You know, I was 24 years old at the time. So, yeah. um, you know, so you'd have, be the same age as a lot of the guys that you were potentially be like training, honestly, 100%. right? 100%. Yeah. You know, plus I didn't have any collegiate experience. You know what I mean? Um, so it took a couple of years. Um, it would have been a gamble at the, at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like at, for Northern, it would have been a gamble at the yeah. time. Right. I get that, I guess, from that from that perspective. But, I mean, for you to go and, and make that change and then to have two of your – Two of your guys immediately make that jump right. and be, at, to some degree, successful at the next level. It had to be, like, immediately gratifying and also, like, a reassurance thing, right? Like, this this could pay off. This can work. Yeah, absolutely. And, and at, that, at, that, at that time, too, it wasn't like I was just training those two guys, right? Yeah, yeah. We ended up having all these high school teams. And yeah. and at that time, uh, that's when Ishpring was kind of going through and, um, you dominating. know. Dominating. Dominating. Yeah, they were tearing it up. They made it five years in a row to the state finals, and they won three out of the five years. You know what I mean? And playing against teams like uh, – you know, Detroit Loyola, that type of thing. You know what yeah. I mean? So mm-hmm. it wasn't like they're just playing against scrubs. You know, um, Malik McDowell was one of their players on the team that they ended up beating. And, uh, you know, he's a second-round pick for yeah. the Seahawks. You know what I mean? Yep. Big D tackle. Um, you know, so that's kind of like another thing too, right? Um, you know, we, 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 we interviewed again because, like you said, there's four out of five years. Yep. Um, it was a strength coach that came from, like, Michigan State, uh, a strength coach that came from, like, you know, Louisiana, another one that came from, like, Wayne State, right? Big credentials. You know, a lot yeah. of guys that have been around the league for a while. So, like, but I knew that they weren't going to be here long. A lot of these guys were coming here for a stepping stone and getting on with their with their careers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the thing that I'm like, all right, I'm not going anywhere. I'm sticking it out here. I'm going to continue to to keep grinding. And, you know, something's going to end up paying off. And eventually I'm going to get to the point where I'll be a strength coach here. You know yeah, what I mean? 100%. So, I mean, I was going to ask, like, Going off that, I was going to ask if it was an obvious choice, but obviously it was. Like, that was something that you had – that you would set your goals on before. I actually didn't know that, that you had applied before, but, like – Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, looking at it from that, from that perspective, like you said, it would it would have been definitely a gamble on Yeah, on, on their northern part. side yeah. and being, like, a collegiate football program and all that, right? Yeah, but, like, you know, we yeah. made it made it where we're at eventually. And also, is, like, back in those times, you don't really see, like, those young guys, like, coaching like you do now. You know, like, the, it's kind of like the young wave now, even in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You see the young wave yeah. of NFL coaches coming and taking over – and obviously, at the time, it wasn't really that wasn't a big thing in the in the football world. But. Yeah, and the one thing you talked a lot about, like, or not too much, we touched on the conjugate method, right? And I went through a, a bit of that in high school. Um, obviously, being with with Jim Caritas yep. and you know working out with him and him really getting me into the weight room. But like, I think the one of the first things I thought when we got here, and it was like a shock for me going through powerlifting in high school. One was box squat for sure, as opposed to free squat, and two was no power cleans. Mm. We're not getting anyone throwing the bar around like that. Thank God. And and we've had you and I have had that conversation a couple of times, and I totally get it now yep. from your perspective. But like coming in, I was like, "What the hell?" Like you see, you see Division One teams free squatting, you know, so much weight, and they're always power cleaning because that's a cool movement that they put on videos, and they always post that stuff out. Yep. They love that shit. So I guess just like, you know, for your reasons, and like, why why do you not have us doing that stuff? Yeah, that's, this is really funny that we actually talk about this because I literally just left Nagani High School. Mm-hmm. We were just training those guys. And, um, you know, a couple of the kids staying after and they were like asking me about power cleaning and hand cleaning and stuff. And I actually was like, hey, guys, I got to leave. I got to go to this podcast. But I was basically like basically the reason why we don't power clean. Right. It has nothing to do with me not liking Olympic lifting. Right. 
But that being said, it's a sport in and of itself. You know what I mean? A power lifter is same thing, right? They're going to be doing their box. Or they're going to be doing their, their, their free squat, their bench with the pause, that type of thing. Now, when you go into weightlifting, right, it's just a little bit more technical, right? So if you're doing a clean, a snatch, a jerk, those types of things, that takes a long time to become proficient in those things. Yeah. But I can take an athlete, any athlete, doesn't matter what sport they're playing, right? Now they can come into the gym and they can jump. I know for a fact they can jump. You better. I, I, mean, for, I mean, you've seen a couple of guys. I mean, yeah, <laughs> for the most part, right? For the most part, they can jump. Secondly, you know, there was a kid last year that said it was a liability. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was hey, hey, he's come a long, he's come a long way in a vert pad, but you definitely last year you got on that yeah. vert pad. The first couple of jumps were. I mean, I walk in there and yeah. the first day we're doing tests. And I'm, uh-huh. like, I'm like a a buck fifty. Yeah. I'm like, nah, I was not very good. I'll imagine, admit to it. Yeah, yeah, you come in there and you see a guy like Tavion go up and jump like I was forty like, some holy inches. Holy shit! <laughs> like, oh my god, I thought he was big. Yeah. And then, but, <laughs> yeah. No, like I'm saying, like it, it's a. For you, for you to jump, it's a lot easier to, for you to jump. And I feel very, right. very, very comfortable with saying, hey, jump as high as you can versus grabbing a barbell, cleaning that thing as, as much weight as you can, right? Yeah. That's... Obviously, like, you're not going to put a lot of weight on. I'm not worried about that type of stuff. But, like, the biggest thing, right, that everybody talks about is the triple extension. That's why you power That's why you, uh, That's why why you. you power clean. That's why you clean the snatch, all that sort of thing, right? Yep. So, like, to become proficient at that, I don't want to spend the first three weeks with a dowel rod, right, mm-hmm. teaching them how to, how to do the form. When I could be doing a, a weighted med ball jump or a reverse med ball throw for distance, right? Those are the types of things that you can still do that are triple extension, and it's going to make sure that you're continually moving the needle. Um, if, if our goal is to become really good at power, you know, power cleaning, then I would power clean. Yeah. But our goal is to be faster, stronger, more explosive. Football player. Be a football yeah, player. Yeah, and right? it's be- like that stuff that power cleaning, if you do it right, can totally do for you. But I totally see, like, like you said, you know, I personally, like my junior year of high school, I was – just starting to get decent at power cleaning. I threw 300 on the bar, got it. But then guess what? The next three months I was nursing like a back injury and had some joint stuff that I was dealing with because that was a shit ton of weight for me at the time. 100%. And like, you know, even for someone like myself, like I think I'm a decent power cleaner. All it takes is one little, one little, you know, niche or something in your form. And I, I, it could be it. Like that's, you're right. just always one piece away from an injury, which yeah. it's tough. I mean, I guess the biggest thing that I, I, I've, I've evolved into, right? Because before it was just box squat, box squat, box squat. And then, you know, you want to add in other things, right? I've, I, if I took a look at my programming from, like, 2011 till now, it's very similar, but there, it, it's very different at the same time. So now my biggest philosophy is I want to be married to the intent, not necessarily the movement. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. So I don't want to be married to just the box squat, right? I want to be married to that intent of what we're trying to achieve, right? Mm-hmm. So if it's explosive power, I want to achieve that. If it's absolute strength, I want to achieve that. All right. You know, if it's static overcome by dynamic, I want to achieve that. I love that. And then talk about, too, like, you have guys last year, we had guys, a lot of guys, I mean, you know, preaching to the choir here, guys go with knee problems and a lot of guys with hamstring problems. So two of the things. So then you come back in, and now with this off season, I feel like you've addressed that, like, immediately addressed that and, like, not just by saying, okay, guys, we're going to do more hamstring curls. Or, like, hey, guys, we're just going to, like, do something. You know what I mean? Like, there are different things you're supporting, like, the muscles around those areas. Like, how do you go about deciding where you put your emphasis on exercises like that for your guys? Yeah, so, I mean, a lot of it comes down to the training year. You know what I mean? So, like, obviously in the off season, I want to try and get us as strong as we can. You know, once we got away from spring ball and, and a lot of the guys stayed up here this summer, probably the most we've had in, 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 since I've been here, for sure. It felt like it, for sure, yeah. Um, you know, you had the 6 a.m. group, then you had the noon, and then the, four, and then the 5 p.m., but then some other guys were trickling in. But for the most part, like, I'm not sure if you've noticed or not, but, like, the knees over toes stuff that we ended up adding in there, all right? So that, that's stuff that we've, we've added a, a tremendous amount in the last two years. 
um, whether that be a sled drag variation, whether that be, you know, dumbbell or barbell variations, right? And everything we've done is kind of like added to that. So um, on any given day, we're working on velocities, we're working on, um, you know, horizontal power, that type of stuff, but we're still adding in those things that are going to help with knee with correcting the knee issues yep. that we had, right? right. Um, you know, that being said, you're not going to, you're never going to go away from injuries. Like that's going to happen in right. every sport. It doesn't matter what type of system you follow. Um, but, you know, if you can kind of try and combat that as best you can, you know, that was kind of the, the biggest thing going into this offseason is, you know, coaches really want to make, make me put an emphasis on the knees, the hamstrings, the posterior chain. And I think we've addressed that pretty well. Yeah, it's huge. And then I just, you know, you talked about it. Your business is growing for sure. You're not content with where you're at. And, like, adding us on, NMU, adding that onto your plate was not like a, you know, I, I'm not just going to sit on this. Like, you still want your business to go elsewhere. How do you balance bringing us in when you already got a pack gym, you've already got high schools busing kids over literally. And you've got different groups of, you know, age ranges all the way from 50 plus all the way to kids that are in grade school, like coming in. How do you balance all that? Yeah. I mean, obviously I have to have a good team, right? Yeah. Um, you know, with coach David and coach Brandon, those guys are doing a hell of a job with us. Um, they've, they've grown significantly. And I think having you guys in the gym all the time made them grow up real quick. You know what I mean? Because they're get to see you guys, like you told me before about me being 24 years old and working with the college teams, right? Yeah. Well, that's all, that's those guys right now. You know, they're not running the groups yeah. by themselves, yeah. but they're still the same age as you guys. So, um, for not them, me, but shit. for some of you, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? so they had, they had to grow up real quick. Right. And, you know, I've been with them for Brandon five years, Dave in four years. Um, and they have done like from, from day one till now, you know, they've, they've been able to allow me to kind of outsource my training. Right. Right. So now I can be up to Finlandia a little bit more with, uh, you know, Coach Elijah Weber. He's up there running it for us, our second location. Sweet. Um, so that's another university we're with. But now I can have more hands on that where I'm daily I'm talking to Elijah. You know what I mean? Where before I couldn't do that because I was just working in the gym so much, right? Right. Um, you know, on top of that, too, where they're training our edu youth, our edu junior, edu high school, right? So they're taking all those teams for me, right? Mm -hmm. And then yeah, now big. I can be with Ishpeming, I can be with Nagani, I can be with Munising, I can be with Gwen, right? I can still train those kids. And, you know, if I didn't have a, a team like that, there's no way I'd be able to train this yeah. amount of, of volume. Because right now we have, we're about 400 athletes a day. Yeah, I mean, like you get in that wild. gym, I mean, any any hour of the day, and there's, there's going to be people in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's never just like, a, like crickets going off in there. You know what I'm saying? There's always going to be somebody in there. And then I had a question for you, too. Like, Even if it's Quan at uh, at midnight right, cleaning that joint, right. he's probably in there right now. Shout out Quan, <laughs> he's probably, he, he probably in there. But uh, so kind of going back, backtracking a little bit. When you're you know a 24 year old kid, adult, whatever, however you want to say it, and you're in there, you you got to have some sort of vision for yourself, right? And you you kind of you kind of talked about it, how you wanted to you know get bigger and do this and help kids, and not usually not with like the older kids or, or adults, whatever. But now. You kind of have like this this tension, this animosity building up, like where you're on social media, you're getting you're getting stuff out, like probably more than you have in the previous years. You know, get you got you got people on Instagram, TikTok, whatever. And you have, what does it look like for the Edge Nation, like expanding? And I don't know if you have anything in the works or whatever, because we haven't even talked about it. You know what I mean? So this yeah. is like out of the blue. But like, what is what is your like future plans on like new gyms or you know? Next Get steps downstate, you know what I mean? Just like yeah, next steps. Your future, uh, your futuristic uh, plans. Futuristic. Yeah, I mean that's a very good question. I mean that I can I could probably talk I could talk a lot a lot about that, right? So like, <laughs> there, I mean there, there's so many things I can do with this. Um, you know, my biggest why. All right, so this kind of ties into what you're asking here, right? My biggest why and the reason why I'm still in Marquette, Michigan, right? I'm from the UP. All right, so 
when you get to the, when you're a UP athlete and you're going to play college ball, the biggest thing that people are always saying, oh, you don't play against no competition. Yeah. Yep. Oh, you're good for a UP athlete. Yeah. I'm trying to get rid of that stigma. You know what I mean? That's that's I'm really trying, good. I'm trying to get rid of that because you, there's a ton of athletes up here that don't get the type of credit that they deserve, and I want to help bring an A1 training facility to them, right? Yeah. So I want to be able to help train these guys at a very high level. Like, there's no there's no reason why Tuck came back every offseason for his training. There's yeah. no reason why Bree stuck, stuck with me the first long, right? Well, think but, about, like, a kid on our team. Like, you stick Cam Carpenter in the offense downstate, he's still going to do what he does. Exactly. You know what I mean? There's a first hand for, from what we know. You know what I mean? And those first two names that I mentioned today, that Zach Anderson and Jace Daniels. Jace, yeah. They're UP athletes that played at the next level, right? So, like, that has always been a vision of mine where, like, I could have went, I could have went to Iowa actually to be a grad assistant. You know what I mean? That was like one of the, I was either going to buy advantage or go to Iowa. And that would have been a big time decision for you. Like, (laughs) yeah, that's huge. Buy advantage or go to Iowa. Literally, those are the two (laughs) options I have. I was sitting That's 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 crazy, though. Like, that's, that's wild. And it was, that was presented to you at, Along about about the same time in your life too, right? Same exact time. Yeah, same exact time. I was sitting time. in California at the time. I was sitting in California in the airport because I went and visited my buddy in LA, and I'm thinking. I remember it like it was yesterday. I was sitting in the in the in the airport. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do, and I ended up going back to. I want to make a difference in an area that I grew up in. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and that's that's no lie. Like I I could easily be gone from the UP, but I don't want to be. Right. I want to stay here and I want to help bring that right. Like, I wrote an article about it a couple, three, probably three, four years ago about, you know, like, I remember, like, sitting in the locker room at Northern, and they're, every year they kept bringing in another guy. They kept trying to bring in these receivers. I remember a receiver came in from, from the University of Illinois, right? He was supposed to take over my spot. The next year, another guy, right? Every year they tried to bring somebody else in to replace me, and it wasn't happening. And every time they're like, damn, you're good for you people there. I don't get. I don't care about all that shit. Like, I yeah, want to be good yeah. for a, I want to be good for a play, football like, player. A football yeah. player, right? Oh, yeah. I want to get rid of that because – all the time, these guys are always getting dogged up here, man. I'm telling you, it happens. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, there's some athletes up here that, that have no business being at Northern. They have no business being at any of these schools, right? But for the most part, I've seen some guys that have come up here that are not from the UP, and I'm thinking they won't even play up here. You know what yeah. I mean? But they're talking yeah. about, like, the level of competition that this kid played in, and, and that, that stuff bothers me. That's you know a great mean? point. I've never like really that. thought like about, that. like, I mean, obviously not in your perspective because I'm not in your perspective, but that's a really good, like, motivation Driving factor, I think. And you talk about guys like Tuck. Tuck's a great, like a great example of, of a lot of that. And now, you know, him coming back to train with you, not only at Edge, but he's also going to come coach, which has been officially announced. We can talk about it now. He's coming to coach the wide receivers back at Northern, Absolutely. which is huge. Now, how, like, how, I guess, important is that for not only alumni, but successful alumni that have gone on to do those type of things and have, like I said, a degree of success at the next level, whether that be in his stint with the Steelers or in his time with the Tiger Cats and the CFL, how important is that for those successful alum to come back and, and, and do that? I mean, I, 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 can't speak any, I can't speak any more highly on that. You know what yeah. I mean? This is a guy that, you know, obviously he doesn't have coaching experience right now, mm-hmm. right? But I've seen him work with guys. He's actually ran Marcus Tucker camps at Edge. He's done all those things with, with a lot of our receivers. He actually worked with Camp Carpenter as a junior, senior, right? He worked with Owen Beauchamp. We're getting him here soon. He worked with Justin Germu, who's going up to Valparaiso, right? He's worked with a lot of these kids that are up here. And he's bringing an element of how to play the position that is not taught up here very much. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, for him to come back up here, that speaks very highly in the program, too, because, again, this is where he, this is where he, he grew his roots. Right. And, he, and he wants to come back and, and, and give back to that, right? So, for him to come up here, it's just a perfect world for him, right? Because he's still not done playing. You know, he wants to still play in the XFL, which doesn't begin, I believe, until, what, February? February, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah right? So, spring. he gets to be here all year 
He gets to train. He gets to be, do one-on-ones. He gets to, I mean, he doesn't get to do the one-on-ones, but he gets to he gets to basically do, if he wanted to, he could do, he could probably do all the routes with the receivers. Oh, so he's getting better at his craft while these guys are training with a guy that's playing, that's still playing. Like, yeah. it's a win-win for everybody. That's 100%. And you see that at the higher level, the Division One level a lot, I think, especially, I think, um, a pass rush specialist has been a word that's been thrown on a lot. A guy like Brandon Jordan, yep. who was you know another connection to here. But um, those guys you see a lot at the higher levels because they have the larger staff that can support those more niche specific coaches. Right. But at the Division Two, II, Division Three, NAI level, what do you were talking about? You don't get those skill specific guys very often because the coaches have to wear a lot of hats. I mean, we've experienced that ourselves. Look at our staff last year and how many hats each coach was wearing. Now we're going to be bringing in, we've got five new coaches this year, five new faces. And right. that's not even counting some more assistants coming in like Bree or whatever. You know what I mean? So I think that's huge because when you get guys like that that are a very skill-specific and very uh, you know honed in on their certain craft, that's invaluable for, for guys at this right. level. 100% agree, man. I can't wait for it. I, I mean, these receivers have no clue what they're about to get in for. That's dope. I love that. I love that. Now, I think I might I might already know the answer to this one. You got a favorite? You got a favorite athlete you train right now or have trained in the past? I was thinking about that when you texted me last night. Yeah, dude, I, I don't know. There's that's been, there's, bullshit. There, I'm telling that's you, there's bullshit. Probably Cade Manzo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, there's 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 so many athletes that we've had. And he ain't saying no. I mean, I mean, just think about like, like obviously <laughs> Tuck, right? Yep. You know, obviously you got you got you guys like Bree. You got Michaela Mayer. That, you know what I mean? That that was gonna be my pick for what for what I thought. I mean, yeah. Tyler Conklin. You know, like these yep. are these are coming these these are some big time players, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then to to flip side, right? I mean, I love training some of these high school kids, you know what I mean? It it kind of gives me a little bit more refreshing because it's training Michaela is very like, man, I can't screw this thing up. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't screw this thing I up. Bet. And training a middle school kid. Just talking like, like the streak that she's on right now and how dominant she's been. Is that what you're kind of getting at with oh, that? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know how that business goes. Yeah. You, she loses a fight. I'm fired. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> really? I'll be, yeah, probably. That's, but, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm her longest strength coach. Shit, probably. I'm literally, this, Shit, I'm the, I've been with her the longest out of any of her strength coaches. Are you serious? She's, Whatever you're doing, don't switch it up. <laughs> so, if she, she, loses, crazy. she ain't losing, though, man. She's, no, 100%. she's too damn good. I know his favorite athlete. <laughs> What's that? I know his favorite athlete. Who's that? Tavion. Tavion, his favorite? Hey, Tavion. When Tavion got here, he was a baby. He was 140 pounds. And he likes he Couldn't likes bench seeing press that 225 sure. five times. And now Tavion is pound for pound the strongest person on the scene. 100%. There's no argument. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think anyone can argue that. Yeah. Hey, Tate works really hard. You know what I mean? It's not just what he does in the weight room. It's outside the weight room, too. He's very... Yeah. He's very methodical in what he does. Oh, he I mean? is, for sure. But, like, to, to say he's one of my favorites, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, I can say that about a lot of us guys. You know what I mean? Tell you his favorite. What did I, what did I tell you day one? What did, what did he, he came in? He came in last year. And what did you say to me after your first game? I got to lock in. No, 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 no. He said, that's, that's all edge or something like that. He goes, that's oh, yeah. all edge. And I said, I no, said, that's man. all the edge work. That's all God given because you've never done edge work. You know what I mean? Like, he never worked out to, to tell this offseason like this. This is probably your best offseason I think you've ever had, man. And now I'm 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 scared for opposing defenses, to be honest with you. It's high blushing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blush. But he did say that though. He did. Cause would you, I, would you, now, would you it was something I was like, I was like, that's all edge. You feel me? And I yeah. was really just talking about just like working out, mm-hmm. you feel me, during camping and, and shit like that. And he was like, nah, he was like, if you if you if you if you lock in with me, if you buy in, I'm gonna turn you to you feel me something you never thought you could be. 100. percent Now, would you agree with that? This is your best like off season that you've had. Yeah. You think so? For sure. Yeah. Good, bro. Then hey, then I'm with you. I'm scared too. I'm scared for him. I'm scared. For, I mean, I, I mean, you know, our running back room. I mean, yeah. I don't gotta talk too much about it. I mean, shit. 
That's probably the that's probably one that's probably the best position group we got. I mean, I'm biased, but I'd that's, say so. Shit. One of the scariest rooms in the Gleak. Yeah. So we just got to keep everyone in that room Healthy. on the field. All, when yeah. you all the bullets in the gun, like you were saying earlier, Ty. Yeah. Nice from loves that one. Mm-hmm. Nice from loves that one. And then Perlis's was always he, he'd say every time. Your best ability is availability. <laughs> we can't do nothing if you see all the sunlight. <laughs> so you guys got to take your vitamins, <laughs> drink your water, watch your film. And he, now we on a story about how he loved his wife. <laughs> <laughs> that one went on my head. I never got to meet, just, I, got, I never got really like a meet to one-on-one with Perlis or any of that. So No, he was just a storyteller. That's what that's, And he he was a good storyteller, but sometimes the story is just... Meetings was just hell. They were. Because we watching, you feel me? <laughs> 15, and now we're talking about how when he was back at North Texas in 1846 <laughs> with Jim Ball, Kirkham Bam. <laughs> he said 46. Just, oh, it, just all, it always went left with him. Good. It did. It did, and he was—he had a year in, in the USFL this year. So uh, yeah. shout out to him. Um, you know, still doing his thing, still out there. But uh, we can we can switch gears a little bit. We'll head over to some uh, some NFL talk here, and I wanted to talk uh, about Deshaun Watson. And we have we have poked fun at this situation time and time again on this show. But finally, the ruling is out for Deshaun Watson, and it's not what people were expecting. Deshaun's going to play for the Browns in 2022. He's going to play for. Two thirds of the season, just about. He's the ruling from the NFL dis, uh, disciplinary officer Sue Robinson is her name. Remember, Roger Goodell does not make this ruling himself. Is that Watson will be suspended for the first six games of the season? There will be no additional fines. Um, I will say the caveat is that the NFL can appeal the ruling. And before we get into it a little bit more, I'd say the league actually recommended that he was be suspended for the entire year, but Sue deemed that he would only be suspended for six games. See. Branch, you made a really good point earlier. At the gym? You got you to gotta say it, yeah. I'm going to pull up a tweet about from Field Yates right now. You can talk about He's talking about, about the, the deflate gate. Yeah. Well, Tom Brady mm-hmm. had six games for the deflating footballs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Six games and six games. 22 women versus six footballs. I don't know. It's a, it's it's t- it's a tough argument. It's, it's a tough sell. And I've actually, if we're going to go into that, I've got some other notable suspensions up here that I wanted to kind of relate it to. And... The biggest one, I think, right now is Calvin Ridley that a lot of people are looking at, Yeah. Mm-hmm. right? He's losing 17 games the entire season because he bet, what, $1,500 on a, on a parlay for his own team when he was not hit. playing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I hope that shit hit, boy. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't. I don't think it did. No, no I don't <laughs> think it did. So he lost money and he lost a year and with probably additional fines as well. But in all seriousness, he's losing the entire season because he put 1500 down on his team when he was not playing in the game. Mm-hmm. Is absolutely ridiculous. Um, now I you think look it's at bogus. It, like regardless of even Deshaun Watson, yeah, hundred percent. Should have got a year. Oh, hundred percent too. I'm just, I'm just trying to put Four it games, in perspective, max. right? Yeah. Four games and a big dumbass fine. And people are saying yeah. you look at that and you say six games is a period to entire season. So is that where you hold something as serious as like a you know a potential sexual misconduct or that type of uh, offense compared to gambling? To me, money personally, like I feel like I'm gonna be on the other side of this, like. He was found not guilty in court. Yeah. And then every suit has got settled by now. Now, you can say what you want about, you feel me, he just throwing money and they're going to take it. But every suit is settled. He hasn't been found guilty of anything. Now, That's I'm true. not saying he didn't do it. No, you're right, though. You're right. You're right. A 100,000 women is not lying on you. Yeah. But I feel like when it comes down to it, when it's all said and done, if you want to be, like, for real, he missed all of last season because of that. 
Yeah, not technically yeah. by suspension, but, but that was the reason. Now. That was like, the reason. That's the yeah. whole reason he didn't play last year. So he missed a year. He's going to miss basically a year and a half of football because he didn't do nothing in the whole offseason last season. Yep. So I feel like I thought he's going to get eight games. I feel like eight games would have been cool. I'm not mad at six games. To okay. me, I don't even think he should have got suspended. Really? That's me personally. You didn't find him guilty of nothing. You're just suspending him off the assumption. That's a good point. Like, you're not – like I, can, the court I guess I can didn't, see it. Yeah. Like, I, get, I get that perspective. Like, that's yeah. why I, I can't be mad at six games because yeah. Yeah. if anything, he didn't get found guilty of – now, like I said, I'm not saying he didn't do it because right. 23 women are not lying on yeah. you. All 23 it's such a fickle are not situation. lying on it you. Is. But is, I feel like when you're not found guilty – like, it went to the court of law yeah. and you got proven not guilty – and then these are civil suits. These are not, you feel me, lawsuits in court. I feel like six games is cool because well, you're just uh, going off the assumption. This is to make the league look good. I will say they know he – I shouldn't say they know, but they basically know he did it. The The part of him not being guilty was the fact that they argued that it wasn't illegal. I don't know if you heard that whole argument, but the lawyer basically said, like, it He didn't happened. do anything illegal. Yeah, that's – okay, that's, that's, that's a better what, way that's to say what, it. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I'm saying, like yeah. – he didn't break any laws. This is basically to save face for the league. 100%. This no, is not Ray is. Rice knocking out his wife. This is, you feel me, somebody being a weirdo. Yeah. That's a great So we got to save face for the league. That's a great for the badge, And he dude. missed out the, the whole last season, last season. So I don't know why people was calling for him to miss this season as well. Because that's the whole reason he missed the last season. Nobody in a right mind. Well, weren't these new? These were new, right? Huh? Weren't these new allegations? No, these, these came out. This came out last season. He demanded a trade before the season started, and then there was, all that, there was more, all that shit came. They, there, another, a couple more came out of the, 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 the dust. Like 15, like 15 came out at once. Right after he requested the trade, because people were saying it was the Texans at first, like framing them. I ain't never believed that. Yeah, that was weird. But like 15 they, came yeah. out at once, and then eight more like came out yeah. over the, the course. And the whole thing has been dragged, dragged, drug. I don't know what the yeah. right word is, but dragged out for so long. And I guess it is... It is not, and I actually, you know what, your perspective kind of changed mine on the whole thing. Like, I do understand that now, and I can mm-hmm. totally see why people yeah. wouldn't be up in arms about it. But yeah. still, you have to agree, like, the, the general public is still pissed, like, yeah. very much so. Like, six games, and then, like, Josh Gordon has missed, like, 25. 20 games because of weed. 25-plus games because you know of weed. And then I had you know a couple, to, to list a couple of other ones off here, Darren Waller, 16 games for substance abuse. We obviously saw him go through a pretty uh, dark time there. It, that um, shit was bad, though. It, it yeah, was bad. He needed that. It, he needed that, too. He, he needed, needed that time that. away from football. It wasn't, Respectfully. It wasn't uh, – and he's and he's obviously in a much better place now, yeah, which is which sure. is awesome, which is awesome. Uh, Vontez Perfect. That's a name that has been – he's had his fair share of fines. Uh-huh. Um, and now, very violent brand of football from that guy. Brand, you've seen yeah. that guy play, yeah? Mm. That dude is a killer. He killed AB, pretty much. Dude. Unre- Anyways, he's got 12 games for targeting. And, you know, you just you start to hold these, and then it's, it's very hard for the NFL because you have to sit with this precedent that you're setting, right? And, like, mm-hmm. how do you value this in a, as opposed to other, like, fines or uh, different – yeah, hey, what's the this word? Is what the, this is what the Browns... I'll just read a little... They tweeted something out, a statement. Um, they said... This is just like the end of it. They said, We respect Judge Robinson's decision and at the same time emphasize and understand that there have been many individuals triggered through this process. We knew, we know Deshaun is remorseful that this... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I got him! Let's go! I've been seeing that thing fly bro, around, I bro. got him! <laughs> In the middle of this great speech. Yeah. Look at him. 
He's good. But he says, um, looking at his ass all day, bro. Hey, show off the door. Yeah, look at the sliding door. Go ahead, Kate. He says that we know Deshaun is remorseful <laughs> that this situation has caused much heartache to many and will continue the work needed to show he who he is on and off the field. Okay. Deshaun Watson has never said anything about being remorseful. Yeah, I, the last yeah, time he true. talked, Field Yates, shout out Field Yates. Big Field Yates guys over here. The last time we heard from Deshaun Watson was on June 14th, and he said, like I said, I never assaulted anyone. I never harassed anyone. I never disrespected anyone. I never forced anyone to do anything. That does not sound very remorseful to me. To me, yeah. I feel like the, the Browns as an organization have to say that. And then 100%, at the 100%. same time, Deshaun Watson, when you are, whenever you go through something, like within the court of law, like you let your people speak for you. You don't say anything. He's yeah, this is very you don't true. get in front that's of a camera true. because yeah. people are just gonna misconstrue what you say. That's good word choice. So good he just choice. he he's literally in, being informed to not say anything yeah. because if you say anything, they gonna they gonna find a flaw in it. Especially yeah. that's nowadays, why that's why bro. he didn't speak. Everyone reaching for shit. Everybody. You feel me? That's why 100%. I say. To and me, I feel like man, the whole situation as a whole is messed up because yeah, I feel like he was he is probably on some weird shit, but. If he didn't ever rape we know nobody, he was we know he, he was asking weird. Shit. He ain't never yeah. raped nobody. He ain't never do nothing. No, yeah. You feel me? For sure. Specifically, wrong. I ain't gonna say he didn't do it. And I will say, he didn't I will say too. This this is underneath. I was reading the article it. about it because if it was deemed a quote violent um, type of sexual misconduct, the minimum suspension is a six game suspension, and that goes up from there. They deemed it was a non-violent, which is yeah. I think the correct so, ruling. I'm just sure. well, We don't really know, but. Based on, I should say, based on what we know, yeah. right? Based on what we know, that seems to be the correct one. We'll but never know. More on the, no, we'll never know the exact details, nor do I want to, yeah, I don't yeah. think. I think I'm all right. Right? Yeah, I think that's okay. We'll, we'll spare those. Um, but For sure. more on the football side of things, the Browns' first six games will be with Jacoby Brissett now. Now, I don't know who, you big NFL guy or all, or no? Yeah, I like Joe, uh, Jacoby. You like Jacoby? Yeah, I like who do you, nice Who do you pull for? You're your Lions guy? I'm a player fan, so like. You're I, a player. Okay, I, I, I like that. Yeah. I was huge pay, nah, pay, I mean, yeah, I like the Jazz, too, obviously, with. You know, shout out Salah too. I mean, he's a yeah, new guy. Yeah, a new guy, yep. Um, How about Zach Wilson? How do you feel about Zach Green Wilson? Green Bay with uh, LaFleur. You know, that was my first coach. You know that, right? What is it? Matt LaFleur was my first coach. You know, I... Uh, you guys was, are tight, I was aren't you? At his, I was... <laughs> yeah. You funny, huh? You funny. <laughs> I was sitting at his presser on Wednesday. Yeah, he's he's got charisma, dude. He's a good I guy. Can, I can see why people really, like, gravitate towards him and like him. He had that, he had that press room giggling like some schoolgirls. Like really, he really did, bro. And you know those guys are all like Green Bay slappies. Like oh, they, yeah, they really? eat up, they eat up anything that comes out of that dude's Good mouth, bro. God. Literally, he, I mean they're all sitting there already. They, they walked in, he walked in the, you know, in the in the presser. How's it going, everybody? I tell you, half <laughs> people already got to be smiling. Either. <laughs> Man, you're so funny. <laughs> but no, like, I, in, all, in all seriousness, like he does, he's got a good charisma. So you're you're a player guy. Yeah, we'll Who's that? Besides the guys that you train, I mean, no doubt you're pulling for those guys. So you got anyone that's like, uh, you know, like you're turning the TV on to, to watch these guys? Yeah, I mean, I was the biggest Peyton Manning fan. I, I mean, I loved him. You know, I mean, he was. Uh, that's why I always, I always like to argue being a Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady. You know, I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll go Peyton until I'm until I die. Me too. Die on that hill, huh? Me too. Yeah, I will. I'll Damn. continue that. Fuck Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady. I mean, like you said, Deflate Gate, Spy Gate, kissing his kids in the lips, field goal. You know what I mean, <laughs> kissing what? Kissing his kids and lip. The talk rule? The talk rule. Come on. Nothing Advertising his I mean, underwear brand we could, on Instagram? We could go on every Super Bowl. I'm not kidding. We could. You could. I'm, I'm not the, kidding. The freaking Falcons, the 21 points. I mean, 
Tom Brady does not have five MVPs like Peyton does. I mean, you can do whatever you want to do. Oh, that. I, I'm on true. your side with this one. This is one. true. But um, going back to, to the Browns, their first six games, like I said, with Jacoby Brissett, he played a good brand of football in Indianapolis. Um, I don't know if you'd say he definitely deserved a starting job somewhere in the league, and you know the Browns aren't paying him to be a starter. But he will be the starter for the first six games. They are at Carolina against the Panthers. Duh. Then they host the Jets. Time Duh. out. Time out, time out, time out. Who's that? What's that? So the Browns are paying a guy to sit on the bench. While they're going to be paying Baker Mayfield to play against him the first week, <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, Deshaun yes. Watson, Deshaun that is Watson, actually correct. This is whole this whole first season and this extension is non guaranteed. It's he gets well, one million. Yeah, base they're paying salary. Baker Mayfield. They're paying, but yeah, they are paying Baker salary. Mayfield. They and paying, they're paying Deshaun a million. This whole this so let me hear. Let me let me let me clarify oh. it up because you're right. You're hold on. Deshaun Watson, he's got two hundred and was it two hundred and sixty million dollars all yeah. guaranteed. But in the first year of his contract, it's only $1 million because they were assuming that he was going to be suspended. So they kind of played right into their hands. They are paying Baker Mayfield. I believe they picked up the larger portion of his contract. It was a little over $8 million this year. And then, obviously, you're paying Jacoby, but he's a backup, so he's not getting an insane salary. But, yes, to answer answer your question, yes, they are paying Baker Mayfield to play against them, and they're not even going to have their guy at quarterback. So you still think they're going to beat the Panthers? Yes. I thought you were a Panthers guy. What happened? No way. Look at they, lost, they lost half the defense. Hassan okay. Reddick, Stephon Gilmore. I yeah. don't know if J.C. Horn is going to be ready for, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, and the Browns are just a better roster. I would agree. Yeah, the they just, they just going to feed Nick Chubb the whole game. But, and they got a, they got a And Miles Garrett is defense. going to eat up. But look at the alone. rest of their schedule. You, got, you host the Jets. You host Dub. the Steelers. Dub. Then you go in Atlanta. Dub. They're 4-0. You could, and then they okay, we'll say this: the next two games, though, they're they're both home games. But then you, the Chargers, and then yeah. the Patriots come into town. That's two games. Mm-hmm. It's so so. I'll say three and three so? at best. against the Patriots. That's so so. Three what? and three and best. Patriots so so. What yeah. three teams are beating them? It's Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett is a good NFL quarterback. He is pretty good. He'd be starting. Yeah, good, if he was not good. great. He's good, not great. No, you got yeah, you got to be surrounded by a great roster. That's I think that's more important. Yeah, I think that's more important. Three and three, I'd say at best. Ne- who, who? I'm with you, Ty. I think that they lose one, maybe two of those. The games Browns are not starting Browns. four and zero with Brissett quarterback. Bro, are you crazy? The Browns? Are you crazy? It is the Browns. Now I will say this: the first game for Deshaun Watson to be back, it's in Baltimore, Week Seven. Yeah, that's an L. That's, that's gonna be a raw. Big one. That's gonna be raw. That's an L. That's gonna Watson be a prime. Lamar. Lamar Jackson MVP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deshaun Watson can't. He can't fuck with Lamar. But it'll be dope because it'll be. I mean, it'll literally be like those two. I'm trying to think. When was the last time have they played? When was the last time they played each other? They played each other and Lamar in the beat the shit out of them in the playoffs. Right? No, they've never played in the playoffs. No, that wasn't play, cause no he played the Bills. Never mind. He okay. played the Bills. Yeah. When did they? When did they play each other? I A couple years ago. Yeah. When Lamar won MVP, they beat the shit out the. They beat the shit out the Texans. Okay. So it was like a thirty yeah. ball. Deshaun Watson sure. has never beat Lamar Jackson except for in college. They played in college too. Yeah. I didn't know that. Clemson, Louisville, Louisville, was, like, bro, Louisville was third. Clemson was fifth. Fourth and eight, and they ran a little out route, and the guy threw the ball ran out of bounds. They would have won the game. Dumb as it was hell. dumb as shit. Lamar had like 300 and 205 TDs. <laughs> yeah. Those sure are Lamar is, numbers. Sure is a killer. Those are wild. Um, but we can we can move on from that. Uh, we'll talk about uh, Debo. Well, I guess, you know, before we move on with that, let's, uh, the Browns, you talk about how good of a roster they have. And mm-hmm. then assuming, you know, Deshaun Watson is going to come back and play the last 11 games of the season. Yeah. And, well, yeah, 11 games of the season. Where did they finish in their own division, though? Because the Steelers, second. you think they finished second? Yeah, I would, really? I, I'm not against that. I really? think the Ravens are going to win the division. I would, I would agree with that. But you're putting them ahead of the Bengals, though. Is the, the, big Bengals, the Bengals are 
the Bengals aren't that they don't have that like a crazy talented roster. I did like say that. that. I did say like, that. Like they don't have some crazy talented roster. Mm. Last year was like I, I, put, I don't I don't yeah. I don't like to call shit fluke. Yeah. As far as when it comes to football, because you got to go out there and you got to win games. Yep. But that was like some you that feel was me a good fluke. once in a lifetime miracle type shit. You know? And they couldn't pull it off. That the that's like part. the like the 08 Jets with Mark Sanchez yes. now. Yes. That's a good that's a good comparison. You know I what I'm saying? They no. had a, that's a good comparison. They had a, they Mark had a, Sanchez <laughs> or Joey Burrows? Come on, man. Oh my mama. They, they was talking about Burrows? They was they was talking Burrows? about Mark Sanchez was the next great thing in New York after he took them to the playoffs. I don't think he completed more than 20, 20 passes a game. It was a, that was a and different they didn't have league no one like Jamar Chase. They had no one like him. They had Darrell no, Rivers. They had a they had a raw ass defense. defense. Yeah, Nobody but, in that time had anyone but like Burrow Jamar Chase. is literally like he's won at every level. That's a thing. He's literally won at. Every oh, he's a winner. Level. I'm not. I'm, sure. not, I'm not saying but he's not, bro. I get your point though because I think a people immediately associate. Oh, they went to the Super Bowl that year. They they're they're going to be raw as hell. They're going to automatically get a shot to do the same thing. Yeah, that is not a given. Last pod, I said only the Bengals would playoffs this year. They would not have made the. They wouldn't even made the playoffs last year if uh. Lamar Jackson didn't get hurt because they wouldn't have won their own division. Yeah. They wouldn't have even made the playoffs. That's a fair point. It's not, it's not ridiculous. And that's if it's Lamar ridiculous. Jackson didn't hurt. I ain't even talking about the rest of the entire <laughs> roster who got hurt. I wish I had a close-up on there. <laughs> I know, bro. I love a close-up on his face. He's dead ass serious. So you, you think that Lamar Jackson's not going to continually get hurt? No, he won't continually get hurt. Bro, because he's, he has he's a running back at quarterback. He's going to get hurt. That this was the first time in his career he's ever missed time because of an injury. He better not get hurt because he's still got to negotiate his contract. He's really still betting NFL. on himself. This is the first time he ever missed extended time. And you know what he did in the offseason to combat that? He went from 205 to 230. He, does weigh 230 he did put on some good weight. It was a good point because yeah, it's going to make him a lot more durable potentially. He did, he did that. Just ask the OC yeah. when, he, when he shakes his hand. It's just a different feeling. Like, like, is that bro. what he said? Come Are you on, serious? Dude. Yeah, that, that's Shake next my level, hand. Though. I'll give you a good feeling, too. That's next. He ain't have to what say mean, all that. <laughs> yeah, bro. You got to chill. You got to stop. Like, it doesn't matter how I shake your fucking hand, dude. The, the, the Ravens are going to win the AFC North. That's what the I mean. The Browns are finished second. Like, it'll be close. I'm not saying, like, I feel no. like the Bengals oh, yeah. can go, like, 10 and 7. But I can see the, the Browns the going, like. But I can it's, see, it's the AFC. You feel me? Like, I can see the Browns. The, the, the Bengals going 10 and 7. I can see the Browns going 10 and 7. 11 and 6. Now, I see, got the Ravens like 13 and 4. Shit, while we're here, I want to talk Lamar. Because he's in an interesting situation because not only is he negotiating his, his contract right now, he represents himself, mm-hmm. which is a very intriguing aspect of that deal or that just kind of that happening of what goes on with that. He represents himself, also has his mom, I believe, helps him out as far as um, some representation and, and part of the communication. But mm-hmm. that's wrong. Um, it, it's cool because I was listening to some people talk about it, some NFL players, and they had talked about how it's important because. You know, you can't. You have to bring in a, a more human level to the negotiations. You can't mm-hmm. lowball the hell out of someone because then they're going to be outright disrespected. There's no go between guy. There's no agent, so you can't spit numbers to an agent. And then he relays it and kind of softens the blow. Yeah. Right? Like, could you imagine if like the Cardinals gave Kyler that like directly to Kyler, showed him that deal, and had like the four hours of film in there? I'm sure the agent between that go between guy kind of softened it. Was like, yeah, they got some stipulations, but it's nothing, no big deal because you do that stuff anyways. Like he might have not even. You know what I mean? Like, if you're giving that directly to someone, I think it brings in a yeah, much a more point. human aspect to it. I think we'll start to see more of that as, like, the next generation Richard Sherman was a guy who did that uh, most recently, like a notable He negotiated his deal that. with the Niners. Yes, exactly. So, but, I mean, to me, I feel like having a 
when you're Lamar Jackson, you don't necessarily need an agent. Because, yeah, ex- I would agree. But for most guys, you not, need someone in your corner. There shouldn't be negotiating, bro. Give him his goddamn money. Now, the thing is, too, and this is a very interesting point, is that he can be franchise tagged for the next two years. So if that's honestly the worst case scenario for him, is that he's franchise tagged the next two years. And now, still, that would mean through the next three years, he makes somewhere north of $100 million. You can franchise tag somebody two years in a row? I believe with the way that his deal is set up, I, I'm pretty sure that's how that I don't, works. I don't think that's possible. I don't think you... I'm gonna look that up. I think they can only do it once. I don't. I, I, yeah, I can only it. think somebody can get franchise tag once. I'm sorry. I, I mean, like his contract. When does his contract finish? Like this is his final year, and then next year he can get franchise tag. Yeah. yeah sorry, I meant next two years. As All in right. like, yeah. All sorry. Right. As I, in I, this year and next year. Not as in he was going to be franchise tagged, then franchise tagged again. Like All it's right. not like it's not like this year, and then he could just leave. They can franchise tag him, yeah. and then he have yes, to play on the tag. Good clarification. Um, but like Orlando Brown, it'll be it'll yeah. be interesting because, like we said in the on the prior episodes, like. If you're Lamar, you go to them and you're like, pay me a million dollars more than Kyler Murray and we can just get this going, get this rolling, right? But Isn't to me, I easy? feel like the longer they wait, the the, the, the longer they wait, the worse it's going to get for them. Because, mm-hmm. okay, when did If the Bengals, if they franchise tag Lamar Jackson and then the Bengals extend Joe Burrow yep. to some crazy contract, now you have to pay, you have to give Lamar that kind of money. Yep. Because the next quarterback's in line for extensions – Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. Yeah, and those are the two that come to mind. And Lamar, hard. really. Yeah, it really is Lamar. Oh, Josh Allen. Or Josh Allen already got extended. He got I extended. believe he got extended already. And he, took, he'd probably get another one. Yeah. He'll probably just get another He'll one. He'll probably just go 12 years, like $470 million. <laughs> So I feel like when you when you see that, like, mm. Yeah. The, long, the longer they waited, the worse it's gonna get for them. Sometimes I, I wonder what goes through like these GMs and these like whoever makes that decision. You know, what I mean, the coach and the GM. Because like, you know, you got to pay them. So what like, are you even what are they for? doing, bro? Just put the contract on the thing, let them sign it, and then just be like, all right. It's not like it's their money. It's not coming out of their pocket. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Pay the guy. A guy who finally did get paid is Debo Samuel. He's sticking around in San Francisco. The three-year deal that he just signed is worth $71.6 million with 58.1 guaranteed. Now, that number is kind of Petty as hell. Yep, because DK, we just saw him get a deal with 58 or 58.2 guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So that number is right below that. And I just... We talked about this last week. They always play these contract games. We talked about um, Kyler getting one more million guaranteed than other. It was point Sean, five. It was point five. Five million more. So five hundred thousand more guaranteed. Which, in the grand scheme of things, is just a you know a mark at the end Penny. of it. Yeah, exactly. Not much. So they definitely do play these contract games. But Ty, you sent us a picture from Schefter that I thought was really interesting, all about the incentives in the contract. Right. Yeah, if he get like which was big time. So I've got I got him sixty rushing. I got it pulled up here. So three hundred eighty he get like Yeah. So if he uh has a year with over three uh, three hundred eighty three hundred God, English is hard today. Yeah. Three hundred eighty rushing yards or more, he's gonna get six hundred and fifty thousand on top of that. And then he's gonna get an additional hundred and fifty thousand for three rushing yard touchdowns per year. Excuse me. And those are very Attainable. And I basically, like, it right? add up to basically $2 million over the life so, of the contract. You know what that if does, he were to attain that every year. Every year, yeah. I'm, keep going. And it only lasts for, yeah, a couple of years. So that'd get, that, in the grand scheme of things, give him more money than DK. 
It should. Now we don't know what incentive-laden contract that DK right, signed. Right, right, nothing right. that really came to light and popped out. Probably nothing. There's to probably that some like touchdowns. You get this many touchdowns, or you you know playing this many games. And I think the most common ones to have in those contracts. I think one is a Pro Bowl or All Pro. Yeah, 100%. those type of things will garner a little bit of money, and then obviously playoff runs. You'll end in a Super Bowl, like that type of stuff. I'm not giving nobody. If I was a GM, I'm not giving nobody no Pro Bowl incentives. <laughs> Are you serious? Mitch Trubisky made the Pro Bowl. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> he will die. Yeah, he will die on that hill. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta get an All Pro for some incentives from me. Yeah, Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl is is a joke. <laughs> I mean, look at it. Look what they do there now, dude. It literally is a joke. It literally is. It'll be. They had dudes jumping off a trampoline, bouncing onto a freaking mat, trying to see who could catch the ball best. Like that. Like that's cool. It's not. That's. It's not even about that. You I'm get just saying. Extra money for it. I'm saying the no. Nah, you no. Nah, that's not what I'm. No, nah, gang, you tripping. <laughs> I'm saying Ty, like the how Pro does that Bowl, have anything that like what do you mean? Did you, did you watch the Pro Bowl last year? People people <laughs> opt out of the Pro Bowl, bro. That shit was a joke. Listen, bro, listen. You gotta listen to comprehend and not to respond. <laughs> people get people get selected for the Pro Bowl and then they're like, I'm not gonna do it because it's a waste of time. So then they have to go pick somebody else. Mitch like so many people had opted out and said that they weren't gonna do it, that Mitch Trubisky had got selected for the Pro Bowl. Mitch Trubisky had no business being in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, he was an like, alternate, right? So if you put that in somebody's contract, we give five million for every Pro Bowl you make. Now a Pro Bowl that he had no business being in because six quarterbacks turned it down. Now, no, that, that's that what I'm saying. That don't happen though. Six quarterbacks don't turn it down. He's bro. he's exaggerating the point, but he's I know I know what he's talking about. He makes sense. The Pro Bowl is a joke, regardless. Over there. <laughs> Who are you, bro? Adam Schefter. <laughs> what you talking Even about? The NBA also games the same way, man. Like yeah, it they're just all, goes this, they're all it, a it joke. Goes off of, uh, you know, it's like become a watered down product. You know I mean? Stupid. Yeah. It shouldn't even be a thing anymore. So I mean, I guess I mean that is something to be incentivized, though. I mean, if somebody, if you have a lot of fans, they're probably buying a lot of your jerseys, so maybe they get a lot more money that way. I, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I just hate the Pro, the Pro Bowl, regardless. All Pro, All Star game, decent. It ain't bad. Pro Bowl's dumb. Like Andrew Wiggins being an All Star starter, now that was bad. Yeah, Clay, Clay Thompson too, wasn't he? No, nah, he won a starter, but. They the fans vote the starters and then the media and coaches pick the reserves. They did the same thing in the MLB All Star game, dude. It was awful. Anyways, I found a video of you, coach. Actually, last week when we were getting some of our running in, um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not a video of you, but it's a video of one of the coaches for the Chargers. I don't know what he's doing. It looks like he's doing a little um, coverage on Keenan Allen here. I guess we'll he's uh, guarding him. Oh, I've got. I've got the wrong uh, – hold on here, guys. Sorry. I've got the wrong uh, screen selected here. But, yeah, so this this video – there we go. Now I've got it working. Uh, this video is this coach covering Keenan Allen, and he potentially could have taken out his Achilles on this route. Look at this dude. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> now, no cleats on this guy. I'm not sure what he's going into a backpedal for. <laughs> That's a good-ass route. <laughs> it was a decent route. Oh my gosh. He got coach falling. Dude. That might be it. Something might be gone in his leg right there. Shit. That did not look nice going down there. Oh. <laughs> That's why I only play QB now. <laughs> You're the all time quarterback. Before practice. Before practice, Kate knows what it's like. Hell yeah. Me and Kwan. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious, dude. But um that's I mean that that's cracked me up. What do you say, Zom? No, he was talking about how he uh was Q all time QB with me and Kwan before practice during the year last year. Yeah. Yeah. Some good one on ones. Yeah, I'm excited for camp. We got it's the first five by, days. By the time days. by the time they're listening to this, it'll be five days until uh, camp starts. So we're gonna be we're gonna be we're still gonna be producing the podcast. We're gonna figure out a schedule. We're gonna get people yeah. on here. We got uh, a good lineup of Gliat guys to be on here. 
Um, we got guys from Davenport. I got guys from SAG. I've got guys nice. from Ferris. Nice. Getting them all lined up. So we're going to have some really good and a big really show Thursday podcast. Yeah, a big show Tuesday, uh, Thursday. Excuse me, too, with uh, Mikey Gow, the ambidextrous quarterback. Got to finalize a time with him. Make sure he's yep. good to go. But um, that should be a lot of fun. Thanks for coming on, Coach. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate you. Yeah, you have a good time. Yeah, absolutely. I think you Not fell asleep. <laughs> no, we hey, we're in a, we're in a series right now. Prison Break. I'm watching it again. You watch Prison Break? Anybody? Oh yeah, Prison Break. I'm on season. Michael two Schofield. Right Schofield. Yeah, I don't know much about that. It's a great. It's a great series. That. I don't watch anything other than. You kind of remind me NFL of T-Bag. Hours. You just watch film. T-Bag? I just watch film and, and, and Alvin Kamara. You're lucky That's I don't it. remember that well or else I would know. <laughs> He's the dude that pulls his pocket out in, in prison. <laughs> Come on, bro. All right, you can get out of here. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Division One Rejects. We'll see you on Friday.